This is RFC Extra, episode 23, posted February 20th, 2016. I am Brian Kilby. This episode of RFC Extra is provided to you by Anthony from TFU.info. Anthony was at Toy Fair 2016 in New York City and recorded this Q&A with John Warden of Hasbro. Please check out TFU.info because it's awesome. And as always, this episode of RFC Extra is brought to you by you. Go to tfradio.net slash Amazon. From there, do all of your Amazon.com shopping, and Amazon will send a little bit back to help us out. If you need inspiration on something to buy, go to tfradio.net slash G2, and that'll take you to the G2 Superion, and uh, it's pretty great. Uh, Why don't you just go ahead and buy that if you don't already have it? If you already have it, uh, buy two or three more. Now let's join the Q&A. Okay, so I noticed uh, downstairs you had um, the sets with um, the sweeps, Rodimus, the Junkins. So downstairs there were the sets with the sweeps, Junkins, Cyclonus. Uh, those are all some really classic, really classic molds being brought out of the woodwork. What, what I honestly thought those were put out to pasture. What uh, brought bringing, what brought on bringing uh, those guys back? Well, plat- the theme for Platinum in 2016 is the uh, is a celebration of the, the 30th anniversary of the 1986 movie. So you'll see those guys kind of put together as, as an homage to that. When those items were greenlit, we wanted to try to get um, representations to kind of have the junkie in battle or have uh, the sweeps in Cyclonus. And so we were we had to use um, molds from our vault catalog. But in the spirit of the 1986 movie, we did develop new product for Titan's Return, um, namely like the Scourge and your and your uh, the other other guys that we revealed today. They're they're definitely pointed towards the, the 86 movie. So in short, the 86 movie. Okay. <laughs> sure. Um, we've seen like a insurgence of a lot of female characters between Victorian and the uh, RC Windblade, Chromias. Uh, can we? Uh, is there any chance of seeing uh, other fan ca- favorite characters like uh, Nautica in the new Sure, film? yeah. We, we talk about Nautica all the time. There's a, certainly a big fan following for that. Um, with a t- with a Titan's Return line, we, we typically plan everything out about a year in advance. So when I design the tools, I want to make sure that I can make the best tooling economy out of them. Um, we recognize there's lots of female fans out there, and, and I certainly love Nautica and Sirius, and she's cool, but I can't really comment on that at this time. My question, uh, two questions, should be fairly quick. Um, great to see the Titan Master, Headmaster gimmick return. It was always a lot of fun back when I was a kid collecting them. Yeah, yeah. My son will be into it too, I'm sure. But one thing that everyone always ran into a problem with uh, was that if you lost the head, then the toy is kind of useless. Is there any, is there going to be any kind of setup through Hasbro or Hasbro's website if someone loses the toy so they can just order the head again? Or do you have to like kind of mix and match with another one at retail? Well, that's really the beauty of it is that um, if you're a little kid playing with the Titan's Return toys and you lose the head, you could go to retail and get another one for $5. Well, the single-packed ones, but the not single the... single-packed ones. It wouldn't be the guy's actual head, but mm-hmm. because of the system, the mix-and-match play, it would allow you to uh, replace the head of your guy. That was our thinking for that. And uh, price point for the uh, Armada of Cyclonus set? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. We can follow up. Yeah, we'll have to follow up. Make sure you give your information yeah. to our PR sure. team. Yeah. All right. Thanks. 
Hello down there. Uh, frozen Han Solo phone? Yes. <laughs> so the old power of force figure. Uh, so our question. Uh, my name is Frank. Uh, hey, Frank. Uh, can you transform the characters with the head in? Are there any that you have to take the head off in order to actually get the pieces to move them? They all have to have their heads come as you, as you play with them. You have to. Disconnecting the head is the first step. Okay. Not unlike the original Headmaster's toys. Um, there are some characters where the head kind of fits in a spot where I think you could you could transform it. Power Master Prime, I think, kind of works that way. But it's not. It's it's sort of an exception to the rule. Um, typically, the way those things play is you pull the head off, he turns a little guy. Um, the car transforms, the door opens, and the guy jumps inside. And the, the sound wave, if you don't mind, all the images of the transformed sound wave head doesn't seem to have the crest and all that. Is that a, something that stays on the robot itself and comes over? Or? The crest? No. They, the um, the Titan Master itself has like the yellow eyes, but he's got kind of a Darth Vader back of his head. It sort of looks like a like yeah. a, you know, like Anakin Skywalker from Return of the Jedi, sort of, it has that sort of detail to it. Um, the helmet actually has the, the V spot. So some of the early images that were revealed online showed that kicked down a little too far or too far up, so he looked surprised. Um, the reality is it's a really cool, um, the way the mask works, it's actually really, really cool. I'll, um, we have a sample down in the showroom. I can, I can transform it back into... A robot mode, so that um, in our showroom it'll be. I can make sure that it can be photographed in other ways. We only have one sample. Yeah, that's cool. Thanks. Cool. Good question. Uh, What's up, Kevin? John. Um, <laughs> I wondered if you could talk about a couple things. Development of the fiction. Did you have a lot of input towards IDW, or did you say? roll with it however you want? Did you have thoughts on, did Hasbro proper have thoughts on how they wanted the, the Titan Master to play into the developing story? That's a really good question. Um, last year, geez, was it last year? Might have been two years ago. A long time ago, <laughs> the galaxy far, far away, a long time ago, we actually um, flew out to, Sarah Carroll and I flew out to um, San Diego to meet with um, Barber and his team and kind of told him about Titan's Return and uh, at the time it was sort of codenamed Titan War and we had like its, its own sort of arc and uh, we shared with him all the ideas and one of the key ideas was that there were sort of these cross-compatible little characters and um, when we, whenever we work with, with him we don't, we don't want to just come in and say uh, hey here's do it. Here's this. Do it. No, that's terrible. Like, but we we respect that um, the IDW universe has this wonderful like connected story, and it's it's not our, our job to monkey with that. But what we did do is a, a long time ago we did sort of present him with the line plan. We gave him like a rollout of when things were going to be coming out of retail, and so that he would have that fuel to um, to use in his stories. And when it, and, and it's up to it's, I guess it's up to the IDW guys to kind of craft what what the powers are. You know, we can, we kind of go in there with almost like um, a couple of rules of the universe, like our pseudoscience. So we went in kind of, we, we borrowed from them, you know, Barbara had built in the pseudoscience of the Titans uh, having the space bridge inside of their body. 
So we took that and we're building that into our bid. At the same time, he's building in the idea of the Titan Masters having great power. So in his story, you'll, you'll see, um, and he's already talked about this in the Comic-Con, so it's no, no big reveal, that um, you know, tight, uh, Titan Masters coming back is sort of the imminent um, foreshadowing of a greater event and that there's Sentinel Prime is coming back in July and there's like, so there's some interesting pieces that you'll definitely, just kind of like how it is now, you'll see things happening in the comic, you'll see things happening in toy. Uh, will Chrome Dome's head come off and turn into Stylor? Probably not, because <laughs> that might be very unusual for our readership. But for IDW's readership, um, but and rewind um, would be pissed. But but I can I can speak at a very broad level that um, the partnership between IDW and Hasbro is very strong. We both have the same love for the brand, and um, we definitely try to give them a download well in advance to kind of like, hey, you know, Skull Cruncher is coming out in a couple of months. You know, here you go. What do you think? And um, and we'll hear from them. You know, Vito uh, Tarn or. Nautica or something like that is coming and they'll and they'll it's a two-way street and it works great in that sense good one can I get another um the interconnectedness so prime wars you have um I'd like you I wonder if you could speak to the interconnectedness between combiner wars and titans return and once titans return happens does that mean no more combiners toys that's not necessarily true anything's the sky's the limit for the third chapter so nothing's off the table. Uh, but basically, once Titan Return toys start, Combiner War toys, not no, won't, there won't be more. That's not necessarily true, either, but it won't be our forward-facing message. Sure. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You. Okay. Two questions then. That's uh, Michael. Yes, Michael. Michael Hi. Nice to meet you. Um, cool pin, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, toys are. Toys R Us is giving it out. Um, with the Headmasters, is there anything where maybe you'd have maybe two different molds, two or three different molds where the heads, depending on which head goes in, like a different feature would pop out of the action figure? Oh, that's interesting you say that. The I don't know if you've had a chance to really see this down there or not, but the deluxe class guys, they just have sort of a simple head removal, kind of like original mm-hmm. Headmasters. So when you take a, Ted Ma- a Titan Master and you put it onto a Voyager-class character. Um, Sentinel Prime, for example, sort of has this thing where you press it and like these kind of pieces come up next to his head, and you can articulate the head and those pieces together yeah. to kind of give his head more mass. Mm-hmm. And then there's a transformation feature on the leader-class that comes over with the helmet. So in a sense, what, what you just described to me does actually happen. There's, there's a certain level of reveal and transformation. But it's not quite literally like unlock features. That's yeah. more like Power Surge Optimus Prime with the weapons mm-hmm. or mini cuts. All right. And any, one more quick question. Any sure. more? Uh, at San Diego Comic Con this past year, you had a very nice um, collaboration with IDW where if you got like the Hunters triple pack, there was also a comic tie in. Yeah. As they were looking, yeah. looking at more uh, tie ins like that. I wish I could talk more about that, but I think you're just going to have to stay tuned uh, until, um, you know, until BotCon or the place. Very good. Cool. Thank you. I feel like Oprah. Scott Scott Ribbon, Figures.com. It's more of a comment. I just wanted to say that um, as a as a reader of Transformers from IDW, I think mm-hmm. it's great when 
when you collaborate and we do see things from the comic influence the toys, oh, you know, at some great. point, cool. and, and right vice on. versa. And and especially it was cool that you uh, that you guys actually talked about uh, Chrome Dome and and Rewind and the Kanyang Endura because it's one of the coolest things that have come out of the the recent Definitely. mythology. Yeah, and really. Yeah given us more in-depth about how Transformers have relationships and things like that. And I think that's, that's cool that you guys actually it is. referenced it's, it. I, I think it's, it's a really, really cool piece of the fiction. Yeah. And um, Transformers is really such a beautiful universe in so many ways that um, to love it is to, is to love all of its different pieces of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I'm glad you like that. Thank you. Yeah, it, it made sense for Valentine's Day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Any other questions over here? Ben, John, uh, Ben from Ben's World of Transformers. Um, these are not softballs, so I'm sorry. I just have to ask because it helps me when I engage. In no, please, fire away. Can you address how, in the last, I would say, four years or so, four to five years, um, there have been more and more increased use of hollow parts, like so inner forearms and so on? Uh, this is one criticism I see constantly. So definitely. Um, well, I think that this this is a consequence of two things. Um, we want to make sure that the height and, and mass still still stays the same across the deluxe class, ma- mainly because when we when you look at deluxe, which is one of our best selling assortments, or Voyager, which has a similar kind of appeal, arguably leader, you want to make sure that they're. If you look at figures from several years ago, they're similar heights. You know, I, I, as a long-term collector, you know, going back to like 2002, things like that, a deluxe back then was really almost like a Voyager scale. In the past uh, five years or so, we've been trying to, to kind of put to try to put that um, put an end to that so that we can keep a height on shelf because we know on shelf presence is really important for a lot of our collectors and, and having a, literally a, a shelf of the 86 characters or the, or the, um, the original G1 crew from launch or something like that. So you want to be able to have those guys in the same height. It worked really well from Combiner Wars because it was a modular system. With Titans Return, we, we had a similar thing, but you are right. There are some more voids, there's more hollow parts. The reason why is because um, although we're trying to maintain height, um, the, uh, the costs of labor and production continue to increase, uh, as well as, as just the general cost of retail inflation. So in order to keep um, the value for our consumer, we have to sort of um, continue to try to find ways around it, to the point now where I feel like some of the hollow parts, I've even seen customizers, uh, you know, scratch belt guides, fill those in with um, putty and things like that, or use kits. So I think there's... There's definitely something on the horizon where um, either you know we're going to have to we're going to have to look at changing the changing the scope of what the value of, of the deluxe means for sure. And um, no, can I? Does anyone else? Uh, <laughs> um, That's a good question. That's a tough question. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry for the tough one. That's okay. You know me. I'm trying to. I'm it's trying better, to be. You know what though? It's so. better to be honest and answer directly than to have people speculate. Yeah. So, um, other topic, um, and I know you answered this in the last round already, but I just kind of wanted to get uh, Can you address the concern fans have had regarding the sheer number of redecos and retools used for Combined Wars? What, ins- what led to that, and um, will we see that level of retool redeco also in Titan's Return? Um, that's a really, also a really good question. Um, I spoke to it earlier, um, to, the, to the previous interview group, but 
when we when we were launching Combiner Wars, it was actually a very different time in, in Transformers. The the system was largely unproven, and we were actually trying to sell. We we're coming off of the Thrilling Thirty. People still thought thought that fans were you know that there was there was a niche group of, of an audience. But what what ended up happening was that you know when we built that line, we had to try to make. I planned the entire line out in advance, and I had to kind of figure out. Okay, I'm going to reuse these. I you only have this much tooling to do. You have this many items. I was trying to spread things robust line possible, not just for fans, but because I believed that many generations were going to enjoy it too, fathers and sons, moms and daughters, dads and daughters, there are going to be people playing together. And it turns out that that actually seems to be happening. You know, when you go to the toy store nowadays, you don't see a lot of Combiner War stuff. And I think that it's because we have attracted an entire new generation of young Transformers fans. And I find that really exciting. Now that that's happened, um, with Titan's return, I feel like we've got an opportunity now with, um, with, with so, much, uh, so much great attention that Generations has gotten to create a line that uh, where we have different economies in place and we're going to be able to uh, shift things around and look at things. And I do create, I still create my line um, or our line. I create the entire product line um, with a team of very talented people to have a scope of almost a year plus. And when we do that together, we are able to look at the, all the costs and kind of do all the shakes and checks and balances. But one of the things I really brought to the table for Titan Return was the, the suggestion that a lot, I saw a lot of people saying online, on social media, that it, um, the line did have a lot of redecos and rebates. So although I tried my best to make sure that there were sensible redecos and repaints like that, that were character focused and really made sense appropriate within, appropriately within the Transformers universe, yeah, I, I totally get it. Uh, so for Titans, Titans Return, we're, we're going to try our best to keep as many uh, new or partially new uh, retools as, as we can because uh, we're actually entering a different era of Transformers. Right? 87 had a lot of very unique Transformers, so we're trying to reconcile a lot of that as we're <coughs> I seriously could keep going, John knows. <laughs> are you guys okay? No, these guys have questions. Must be kind of a pie in the sky thing, but if someone asked about Nautica before, is there any realistic hope of an Overlord at some point? Overlord, Overlord's awesome, but I cannot comment at this time. But I know very well who Overlord is. He's <laughs> very, very cool. I wish I had the G1 Overlord, actually. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of more characters that haven't been done, I mean, Cyclonus has been done quite a few times. So you guys are a new Cyclonus. Mm -hmm. But is there any plan to have a Cyclonus from the IDW series made? Oh, you want the broken horn? The horns are different, some of his body is different. Yeah, it's, his face is different. it's on my radar. He is really cool. Uh, no plans at this time. <laughs> this is an easy one. <laughs> it's, a super Ali, it's been it's been sort of become the sort of the collective spokesperson. I'm just twentieth <laughs> um, anniversary Beast Wars. Beyond the primal that's already been revealed, is there anything else planned? Not for this year. Okay. Um, I just had another question. It just escaped. Sorry. But I, I can't say this. I said this in a previous interview, and, and actually, candidly, to other fans that just approached me is that um, 
the Beast Wars universe um, began in 2000s. And uh, I think there's opportunities in the future to reconnect with that. Uh, I feel like even you know in the coming years that those bridges can be made even stronger uh, as our fan base changes and as our fans that remember that have, have a nostalgic connection. They want to share that with their their kids or their family or add that to their collection. There's no reason why we would never write that era or any other era armada the 2007 movie. There's no reason why we would ever uh, look at any of those as any other part of the connected Transformers universe. They're all Transformers. Actually, I just remember my other question. Um, and you're the perfect guy for it. <laughs> Engineering question. Sure. Going back to earlier, the point about Combiner Wars, uh, retools, redecos, at which point... I, I've heard the term, the tool is worn out for, for past yes, molds. Yeah, yeah, they do where, wear out. Where do you... How do you tell when that limit's been reached? How, how do you make that determination? Uh, it's a number of factors. I'm not an engineer, I'm a product designer, but I, I lean engineering in what I do. Uh, the, the mold condition has, a, has to do with a lot of things. I think a lot of it is where, it's, where it is in the world. You know, India has different conditions than like a, a tool in China versus a tool in Some of those tools were stored, you know, in, um, in a way where some of them don't rust over the years and things like that. So it's it's a case-by-case -case basis. The, the molds, when they have to be reused, they literally have to crack them open. Some of them are two two tons. They crack them open. They look inside. You know, they have, to, they have to be properly lubricated and taken for. And sometimes that is a very expensive thing to do. So when tools are retired or they fall into disrepair, I think it's sometimes a consequence of that era being overlooked. You know, so it's it's also there's so many there's so many tools. I feel like we really have to do, we almost have to do CSI to find them. So, so they're, they're still out there for sure, and I think there's certainly fan demand for, like, let's say, B-Stores, Retools, or something like that, that um, it would warrant us having a long, hard look at it, but uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes they just, sometimes they just fall apart. Sometimes they leave them, like, there's a leak in the roof, and no one knows about it or something, you know. Actually, it's interesting you mentioned India, Vietnam, China. Mm -hmm. um, is it more difficult now? Manufacturing moving out of China to do another run of any, any of the tools that are still in China. You know, the a logistics question like that would be difficult for me to answer uh, based on the fact we're dealing with different countries and their laws and things like that. But I can say that it gets complicated when you're um, moving tools. Moving tools is an expensive venture. Like I was explaining, we're very heavy. So it's not as easy as, like, you know, picking up a TV. It's like, you know, picking up. Picking up uh, my Volvo that I sold off from five years ago. <laughs> like it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, and um, and they're solid blocks of steel, and you know, like like you said, some of them rust and stuff like that. So, so uh, okay, a couple more questions. What we're, we're going to do is at this time, if you want to stay here and continue to ask John questions, you can stay here. But if you'd like to move, kind of to Star Wars and speak with Joe, yeah. or go to Marvel and speak with Dwight and Adam, you're welcome to do that. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll back up if you guys want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, sure, sure.
Oh, no, you can do it. Better. I do kind of have a bigger picture question. Any plans on like a Rodimus Prime as opposed to just Hot Rod? Rodimus, you mean the with the cab and everything? Yeah. Or the trailer? No, like IDW Rodimus. <laughs> Either. Or the I Rodimus. Uh, <laughs> he might want the trailer. Yeah, no, the, tra- the trailer version, not at this, definitely not at this time. Buy Hot Rodimus and be happy. What? Finishing up with more with what Ben was asking about, when are the first runs of toys from that are meant? I heard we've heard that manufacturing shifting. What are the first toys to be manufactured in India? When hollow that? Oh no, no, I never made that speculation. Oh, I'm saying tools in general around the world, not transformers toys. Uh, for example, I, I was speaking. No, no, it's not actually. I can't confirm that. Okay. Um, I can confirm that the t- a lot of the tools that I'm working on right now are done in Vietnam. So, but I, I don't know where production will shift in the future, nor am I properly suited to make a statement on that. Thank you. But um, but but no, my my statement earlier about about India was actually with regard to my experience on G.I. Joe. When I was working on G.I. Joe, some of the original 1980s tools were sent um, were sent to India. That's and and they and there are different um, conditions that there were some more stored in. Um, and and uh, I think you know some of it has to do with climate, you know, things like that. And that's what I was speaking to. Are they still there? I'm just fascinated by that. You know, I don't know. That may be, you know who know is Daryl. Because like he loves he loves to the bill for that warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a huge warehouse. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, right? John, kind of a bigger picture question. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Bigger yeah, bigger than Benson uh-oh, can ask? Uh-oh. Yeah, this this might be a little tough. So uh, uh, looking forward, given how it's been pointed out the fan community's kind of become a bigger part of the focus for Hasbro. Yes. Will there be an official fan convention going into 2017. Oh. We are looking at all of our options. And, you know, I think ultimately we'd love to be able to do something like that for our fans. Uh, I just, timing, I'm not sure about. I can't really give you a definitive on okay. that. Yeah. Good team. Tag team. But we can say we're definitely looking forward to BotCon this year. It's going to yeah. be exciting. It's going to be really, really cool. Uh, and yeah, I, I love Kentucky, so <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been there in a long time. <laughs> yeah, Burb, the Bourbon Tour. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Hi, welcome, welcome to John Warden. Yeah, Transformers. Yeah, John Warden. So what was the first one? You Star Wars is right there. First Transformer. Yeah. And Marvel's right here. Done. Your favorite, I guess, that you've, uh, um, if you could choose. Really. My first Transformer I worked on was Whirl. Yeah, Whirl, the, 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 thir- the 30th anniversary one. Yeah, it was coming right off of G.I. Joe, and it kind of showed because it was very uh, very military-ish, and it had like a lot of cool little details and modular weapons and stuff like that. Right after that, I did the Roadbuster, two of my favorite toys when I was a kid. Um, but I'd have to say, you know, it's really tough because when you work on a lot of toys, you like them all for different reasons. I really like Devastator, I think, probably most of all, just because of the complexity. And I'm not just saying that because it was like, you know, such a big, exciting thing. But I think working on that was such an incredible challenge to get all of the pieces to work together, to get the green all right, and um, to, to make it so physically big, it was uh, really satisfying to see it done. And it was even more satisfying when we went back to the fans to 
hear how much everyone liked it. You know, it's, there's nothing more gratifying than working on something and then having people like get as excited as you are about it. Yeah. Actually, that jogs a question for me. Um, we were told maybe three teams ago, <laughs> okay, back when, that G1 Fort Max um, he doesn't pass the drop test yet. So that's why he never got reissued during Robots in Disguise. Uh, what challenge did you face when you had to design Titan Metroplex and this guy to make sure they do pass on the safety test despite the size, the bulk? And I guess the same would apply to Devastator. It's a really good question. Drop mostly, um, drop really only pertains to a flying toy, which Fortress Maximus is not. It's not, yeah, it's not. It's a, it's a, it is a, it is a ship he turns into, but it's not a spaceship. It is a, it is like a nautical ship, as you can tell by the aircraft carrier ramps. So for that reason, um, he didn't have to withstand, you know, height and drop tests and things like that. But um, that being said, it's the toys we make now actually are made to withstand a good number of tests because we don't just design them for fans, we design them for kids too. So. That's fascinating. So it's only the flying toys? So it doesn't matter if a character can fly, if it's only if they turn into something that flies? Well, it's, I think that the rules are different, but typically the way I've worked is if it's a flying toy, it's judged under different standards, yes. Makes sense. Does that mean that you put the ramps on there so that it wouldn't be considered a flying <laughs> toy and, and then wouldn't have to? It's, it'll ne it'll never be a flying toy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jet. It's, it's, a boat. it's, all air, over. it's an aircraft <laughs> carrier, can't you tell? Following up on the matter of when the tooling and wear out, how you test it and so on, I don't know if you can answer this, but just I'm curious. For a standard mass retail transformer, like you mentioned World five minutes ago, um, can you give an approximate ballpark of how many are manufactured? Something like a half a million, a million, five million? We unfortunately can't really comment on the, on the quantities of manufacture that we do. Um, but yeah, that's just one of those things where it's difficult for us to talk about. Not until you could do a slide like the Marvel presentation. <laughs> we did that. Millions. Whatever here. It's like McDonald's. There's a sign outside. <laughs> one, one more question regarding yep. the old molds and um, Platinum Edition figures. Yeah. Um, how does how does the price structure for the plat platinum figures kind of develop? In that a lot of them are old toolings, and um, you figure there would be a cost savings there in in development. Um, is it is it the stores, is it the retailers that mandate certain price levels, or is is there something else going into it from you know? A limited run standpoint, or well, the platinum, standpoint? the platinum series. We've tried to add additional deco to it. That's a yeah. big piece of it. Um, a lot of times, uh, the packaging is a little more premium, and um, sometimes the character choice, uh, the characters that we find are either uh, more expensive molds or something like that. That they, when they're when they're brought brought together, when given that premium deco, warrant a higher price point. Uh, Jared a while ago talked about you know there's. Not, not Jared, uh, Jerry, Jerry Jaboyne, when, when he was on the team. Talked about um, how there are different tiers almost of, of products, and about Masterpiece, the type of the type of product that is. And Platinum is, for us, is the place where we can offer things like die cast, we can offer things like uh, premium paint. So I think that those types of things drive cost and value for a consumer. Hey. How's it going? Um, thank you. Very well done. Um, given that you guys have improved engineering so much, has there 
been any thought process to returning to maybe a Star Wars Transformers crossover? Wow, that's a really... Uh... Or is there anything preventing you from doing that? The, the first line had a lot of misses, but there was also you know a couple of gems in there. I feel like it can be done in a much better way now. It's definitely an, it's very exciting um, concept, but um, I don't think that's something we can com- yeah. comment at this time. Yeah. Sorry. Fun, fun story. I actually got to, <laughs> through Paula, I actually got to play with the TIE Fighter Darth Vader prototype like a year before it came out. She sent it to me and was just like, tell me what you think of this and then mail it back quick. <laughs> wow, cool. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, that line, by the way, I think um, compliments to whoever worked on it. But while the robot modes were a little weird, the vehicle modes were top notch. Yes. I mean, they were amazing, honestly. Um, and I'm going to echo what this gentleman said about your uh, your work on Combiner Wars and Titan Wars. This is the part where I don't ask hard questions. Every, everything, what, what has really amazed me, is not a question, it's a statement, is that you have been able to pick things which I would say five years ago would have not been approved. <laughs> because they would have just said, we, we can't sell that. You need to table that. Because we were told at BotCon and other conventions, eh, we're thinking about that, we're not sure that's going to work, and now you're making it. Like, I don't think anyone sitting here thought we'd ever see Mindwipe in toy form again. <laughs> or, or Skullcruncher. And yet there it is. And I'm actually still kind of amazed it's there. And I've known about Skullcruncher since October. <laughs> and I'm, I walked out of that event thinking, I can't believe that was there. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you know, that's, so, that's really awesome to hear. Thank you. I mean, kudos. Not, not just for the engineering, not just for the design, but for pulling off the concept to even get approved so you could make these toys. That's great. You know, Benson, what makes that work is, is almost two things. We've got an incredible team at Hasbro that works really, really well together. And I, I mean, it's not the, you're not talking normal uh, marketing and engineering people. These guys are almost like, we, we joke and say that they're like the Navy SEALs. Like, we have the, the greatest engineering team. We've got the greatest marketing team, the greatest sales team. And, um, and, and all of us all have such a passion for big robots and transformers that we just, we try to bring that to the table every single day. And really what energizes us, and it's no bull, and I, do I say it, it's really what energizes us talking to you guys, understanding what really makes you love transformers, and then trying to translate that into what we do. Because this is, you know, we have to all kind of understand that we all, we all love Transformers together, and, and our best efforts have to be reflective of like what you guys say you like. In addition to what we know is going to be the next big thing for the kids around. This is like golden age for all of us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So glad to hear that. For me, <laughs> Devastator set that falls into that category of like things I never thought I would see a two foot tall Devastator, and they all are G one. And <laughs> I mean, awesome. thank you. Just thank you. Yeah, that. I really can't comment, but the fact that there may be a scrap yeah, right. yeah, unfortunately, we can't. We cannot comment yeah. on. Uh, but on but if you speculation. make one, I would buy the heck out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Just like if speculation, you made maybe other people, <laughs> we would love it. I don't even consider it collecting anymore. I just consider it my monthly Hasbro Takara tie. <laughs> <laughs> I dreamed you made a lot of Kaiser. It was very very happy. I had that same dream. <laughs> 
I did too. That's so weird. Oh I was like, my God, that was so weird that they would do that. And I said, I would buy that. In my dream, I say thank you because that's my dream come true. But also, but all seriousness, like just this kind of almost silly stuff, like the Generation Two Menasaur, Bruticus and Superior. Like I. If you told me two years ago, oh, they're going to make that, new versions, not reissues, I would say, you're crazy. That's not going to happen. Leadership's never going to prove that. <laughs> and there it is. That's awesome. Thank you, Betsy. So, um, <clears throat> originally, uh, the Headmasters sort of paved the way for uh, Power Masters and Target Masters, and eventually micromasters so I was wondering if well, what the possibility was of uh, a, a sort of a rebirth of micromasters I love micromasters and if you if you look at um, here's a little bit of a Easter egg for you guys if you look at blasters city mode you'll see the micromaster fire station caution logo. <laughs> it's actually a throwback to the micromaster set and part of the inspiration for Titans Return really was the idea of the highways, it's highways and byways kind of thing that was happening in the early 90s with the MicroMasters. There's such an awesome uh, thing about those little Transformers and teams and things like that, and it's certainly on my short list of favorite things about all Transformers. So, so yeah, I think we're inspired by the same thing. But, um, but know that, that throw, the throwback piece of Titan's Return did connect a little bit of tissue to uh, MicroMasters and also some of the some of the Japanese um, series as well that that had similar types of play patterns, the Godmasters and things like that. Uh, is there a possibility with the third chapter? I mean, like like I was telling Kevin, like the sky's the limit for the third chapter. There's no third chapter is doesn't like. There could be titans. There could be combiners. There could be there could be uh, godmasters. It could be anything, you know. So it's so I think that we're fueled we're fueled by the same excitement that you guys are. We want to make sure that we're bringing cool stuff to the table all the time. That sounds like a generic answer, but it's really true. It really is true. Quick uh, question about the uh, legend class figures. Um, previous team had mentioned that. Um, whenever they do a figure, or as you say, a, a Legends class Starscream, they want to do Thundercracker and, and Skywalker and so on and so forth. Sure. And since that team started, they've been they started doing the mini box. And yep. there, there's about 15 of them. We're getting close to getting all of them. Yes, you are. I know yeah. if, if that's being considered that, oh, we haven't done a couple of these, are they, you know, that we're considering trying to finish out that? Inequivocally, yes. Yes, we are. It's on. It's on our list of things we want to do. But yeah, all those all those characters are are definitely. I think that would be a very brawny. A cool thing, you know. It's one of the one of the coolest things about that promise is that, you know, when you think about the seekers and things like that, it's, you know, it's 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 sort of a, it's Hasbro putting forth an uh, putting forth an effort to uh, complete those sub collections. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. You know, I feel like, especially with Titans Return, you look at the era '87 through '90. There were a lot of little sub collections, and I feel like if um, we're gonna, if we're gonna do some of those guys, it makes sense to look at all of them. You know, you know, some of them are a little more of a challenge than others, but yeah, I think there's, there's room. It's all Transformers, so it's all cool stuff. And just as another kind of question to this, um, I read an article a couple, a couple months ago about Disney and Disney guarding, being sort of the guardians of modern mythology. Okay. And I feel like Hasbro kind of is starting to take that notion with their property. 
Uh, so I guess my question is this reverence to the original run and, and previous generations, will this carry over into the writer's room and into the movies that are coming? Is this something that is trying to be funneled into the bigger picture? I can take it. I mean, I think that storytelling is incredibly important to Hasbro, and I think that you'll continue to see storytelling at all levels, at, you know, weaved into product and entertainment, and kind of trying to tell, you know, a bigger Hasbro story, but obviously, a, you know, there's so much lore with Transformers um, that I think you'll continue to see the storytelling, and obviously John can Yeah, more. no, I think there's, I mean, with, with the... With the announcement of, of the of the tra- new Transformers films on the horizon, like yeah, I think it's it's all about it's all about trying to make it part of a, a universe, and I think that there's a mindful eye to that for sure. Can't speak to too many details, no. obviously. Yeah. So on this movie scope, I imagine you can't talk about how you're practically must be done developing toys for Transformers Five at this point if you're ahead. You're ahead, so I won't ask. But <laughs> what you just did. Well, obviously you can't answer. But it's more of a Ben Yee statement. Just a statement. Um, in general, though, like I think there's a fan perception that uh, the number of toys or the resources you have for this sort of thing, Titans Return and Generations, winds up going really like pushed aside when movies come out, I feel a little fear that, oh man, it's going to become sh- sort of swept under the rug when um, you know movies start taking the primary focus. And is that, can you speak to that, maybe? Uh, I, I, I can't, I can't really things. speak to that directly, uh, but, but know, you know that we're, we're definitely just excited about what we're doing and yeah, it's a little too far in the future to make it kind of, you know. Like five minutes to talk to the team at the Star Wars Oh, yeah, I just have one yeah. question. No, no, of course. Should at I any go? time, mm-hmm. if you guys want to okay. get up and move to the Star Wars. Are the Mishima series going to uh, include the Titan Return stuff? And is, does it encompass the entire uh, Prime Trilogy, Prime Wars Trilogy? Uh, you can't really comment on that right yeah. now, right? Yeah. yeah, it's a little too early. Yeah, just yeah. too early to yeah. say. It's too early. The machine. Oh, oh. That's been stated to be out in the fall, right? Um, summer. And it's called Combiner Wars? I believe that's the mm-hmm. title. Yeah, that's Mission Mission yeah. Um, point? Sorry. I was just going to say, you have like nine minutes, so if anyone does want to move, you have to, to ask any last minute questions. Um, otherwise, you can finish up here with John. Cool. I guess one more thing about the Mission the series. Do you guys know if that's going to be. It's, I know yeah, you bet, guys. Eight Thank episodes. You. Is that. Be released like Netflix style, where all eight come out at once, or is that? I don't think it's um, been determined yet exactly what the distribution strategy is, and if it has, I'm not privy to it. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Just sign. Are they full length (laughs) episodes? They're eight minutes. They're eight minutes. Eight minutes each. Eight eight minute episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know you have blast off, which you have you you're using looking at the dollars and cents of it and going with the redeco. Mm-hmm. Are you is there any chance of having a space shuttle combiner 
<laughs> on the on the horizon that might have a different name? Well, there's there's certainly, you know, there's always those those ideas are always on the table in terms of, of you know giving fans what they want. Slingshot and, and Breakneck are, are great um, great examples of that. So Groove fits into that category. I think that there's opportunities for Hasbro to look at, at offerings like that, um, but unfortunately, there are no plans for it at this time.